Hello and welcome to another edition of Project Artcast. Today we have Omaha artist Dave Koenig, prolific tattooist, illustrator, and painter. Okay, my original plan was to come up with some clever way of introducing you. However, I'm thinking you can probably do a much better job of introducing yourself and what it is that you do. I was going to say, you made me sound pretty professional right yes. there. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you much. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I think you hit the, I think you hit it on the nose. Uh, uh, artist, illustrator, you know, uh, tattoo artist, you know, and all of the above. I did fine arts, so kind of goes from there. So I just kind of, I kind of take on anything I feel like, you know, and that's pretty much how I roll, so. When did you start? I started... Uh, well, as far as doing art, I've done art pretty much all my life. But I uh, I started tattooing uh, in 01, so it's uh, coming up on 12 years. But in the meantime, prior to that, I was in UNO for fine arts. And then uh, you know, that's pretty much how it went. So, uh, you know, as I was tattooing, I decided to get into uh, a little more painting. As tattooing became more of a job, I kind of started uh, exploring some of the painting and it kind of kept things alive for me and it kind of worked back and forth, you know, made things fresh for me. And I learned a lot more about tattooing as I was actually painting, but uh, yeah, and vice versa, of course, too. Mm -hmm. So, but that, that's kind of kind of where it goes. So, which do you prefer, the canvas or the skin? You know what? Uh, <laughs> or is it you can't even compare? Like sometimes the canvas doesn't talk back. Yes. That's always nice. You know? <laughs> doesn't whine, doesn't cry or shake. But, uh, you know, but the thing about it, though, is there's nothing much more honorable than knowing the fact that somebody is actually, you know, not only, you know, letting you, but on top of that, paying you to wear a piece of your artwork on their body for the rest of their life. So, I mean, technically, you know, and unfortunately, some artists tend to, tattoo artists tend to get a little bored or get a little, you know, I don't know, annoyed with their jobs. But the thing about it, and all out, you just sometimes have to look at it and realize that you're drawn for a living. And these people are letting you actually, you know, put your artwork on their bodies for the rest of their lives. So, I mean, you got to respect that either way. So, but as far as artwork, you know, as paintings, you know, it's like, it, it's fun to do because... You know, I mean, technically you have free reign and, and I can kind of just go home and paint, you know, whatever I want to, as opposed to, you know, collaborating with somebody, you know, because when you're working on a tattoo, you want to collaborate with the person, you both come up with an image and, you know, but, uh, you know, either way, I like both and both, both is fun to me and, and both is very satisfying for me. So <laughs> do you ever have a struggle juggling between the two? Like, do you feel that sometimes the tattooing takes too much of your time and you don't really feel like going home and illustrating drawing painting yeah. whatever or have you come to a point in your life where you're able to juggle the both i think uh well a lot of my a lot of my friends tend to refer to me as being a bit of a workaholic i guess but i mean i mean technically when you're doing something that isn't quite a job to you then i mean it's never quite work you know mm -hmm. i mean i I generally I go to work and you know and 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 luckily and thankfully you know to all my clientele and to you know a lot of hard work I I I, I rather book out far you know at work and the good thing is, is I'll work all day and then when I get off work I usually go home and then I usually end up painting you know sometimes till you know two three in the morning then I'm back up at you know six thirty seven in the morning and I might be painting until I have to go, you know, to classes or go to, you know, go to work or whatever, you know, I just kind of a workaholic like that. I, I generally like to produce a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I'm one of those people that works when I work, it's like, uh, I pick up a momentum and I go with it and generally, and unfortunately every once in a while, at least once a year, I, it hits a halt and then I have to take 
a good two or three months off and just do nothing but tattoo and play video games. But <laughs> that's about it. So uh, I don't know. Is it's that fun. more of a burnout than anything else? So you just get sick of it all? Generally, yeah. Generally, what tends to happen is uh, I'll have art shows throughout the year. And then I always put on an art show towards the end of the year called Top Coat and Tail. With that, I, I, I pull in other artists from around town, generally tattoo artists, um, you know, either from around town or from out of state. I like to I like to show that, you know, so that, you know, people can kind of see tattoo artists as also artists. And so what happens is that that's kind of my breaking point. I think I work throughout the year. I get to that point and I work so much on art that all of a sudden, like after that, I got to take a break, you know, and that's kind of how it goes. But I'm sure it's that way for anybody. You it's know? like an art cleansing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Air yourself out, yeah. you know. So do you see a lot of bleed through like when you're when you're doing tattoos and then you go home at night and sit down to draw or paint? Do you see a lot of like a bleed bleed through and like creatively like from, you know, whatever you were working on uh, tattooing during the day that you come home and you're like carry out that thought? on paper or, or canvas yeah actually to tell the truth i mean that's one thing that i i like is is bridging that gap between you know fine art and tattoos you know mm -hmm. and the thing about it is when you bring the two together i mean honestly i don't think i could have excelled as a painter or as an artist as much if it wasn't for my knowledge through tattooing I mean, I would have been a completely different, you know, artist if I didn't start tattooing. And, you know, it's nothing personal to my teachers. They're wonderful teachers from, you know, UNO and fine arts and everything like that. And maybe it was also a state of my mind at the time being younger then. But uh, I honestly feel like I learned so much more through tattooing and seeing all these mm -hmm. artists and and. A lot of them are artists that a lot of people don't, you know, actually look at or, or label as fine artists. They kind of just look at them as other tattoo artists. But, I mean, man, you get amazing illustrators, amazing fine artists. And, and the thing about it is, uh, yeah, of course, there's a ton to bleed through because then when I go home, I like to I, I like to use a lot of those ideas and, and, and pour it out onto canvas or put it out onto paper. And then, you know, and then when I get back to work, it's like. I'll find new techniques that I do on paper or on canvas, and then it uh, inspires me to go to work and then think about how I'm going to approach that, give or okay. take, because there's only so much you can get away with when you're, you know, working on skin as opposed to paper. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it is to do art on something squishy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're and not, it depends on yeah. how squishy. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, art tattoo artist, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, it must be a lot harder to do it. Well, and tattoo. just from my own work, you know, it's like the lines that enough. you can draw when you're when you're illustrating can be much closer together than the lines you can draw together when you're tattooing. Yeah. So you have to simplify your drawing a lot. Well, yeah. technically, yeah, I'm well, sure. and naturally, you know, and naturally, you know, that's the thing is with skin, you know, generally, and we've all seen people's tattoos as they age and how they look, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and it's not going to be quite so much like that as we get older, because we got, you know, better artists, better pigments, better ink, better machines, you know, um, but the thing about it, though, is like, you know, on skin, you know, you got to simplify things. Unfortunately, the, these days, everybody thinks that, uh, everybody's really into text. They want as much text. Apparently a lot of people want to be read and not looked at these days. <laughs> wow. So, but, but the thing they don't understand is it's like, sometimes you can't go, you know, when they want, you know, when they want a whole, you know, the whole book of Genesis written on their <laughs> right. rib cage. The problem is, is it's like, you know, in years it's going to mud out. It's going to look bad. It's not going to look good. You know? Right. I mean, so, so the longevity of skin is different as opposed to canvas. I mean, a canvas, I mean, you know, depending on the paint you use and what lighting and just, 
exposed to, you know, even then it's still got more time than the skin. So, but. So do you, like when you're, when you're tattooing, so you, you mentioned that you, you have to collaborate with the client when you're coming up with a tattoo design. Do you, does it ever happen that you'll come up with an idea and say the client doesn't like it so much and they want to go in a different direction and then you take it, take that idea home and, and explore that, you know? Well, you get a lot of, I'm trying to think of a way to say this to not sound like a complete a hole. Uh, yeah. um, I sound like an a hole all the time. So yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You're trying not to alienate people when you're doing these. Well, oh, okay. The thing about it is, I'm not gonna. You know, most of the time, and I'm very lucky in the sense that I started tattooing in an all custom shop, so I'm pretty. I can feel people out pretty good. I at least, I at least think I can. You know. You know, for, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, the thing about it is I, I can tell like what a people, what, what a person's actually kind of in, anticipating on getting, you know, I can kind of feel them out and kind of work with them. But the part where I'm going to sound bad is sometimes, how do I say it? Sometimes, you know, some people come in with not such good ideas, you know, sure. and sometimes what uh, is, is an artist and is being, you know, a tattoo artist doesn't also consist of you know, uh, being able to draw on someone's skin or tattoo them, but you also have to, you know, help them from the, you know, well, I guess save them from themselves, I guess. So sometimes when they got, sometimes when their idea. ideas are just, dumb, just I got to fix it push, for them. Yeah. Push them into the right direction. Well, yeah, just yeah. Gently and guide them. The awesome part is some sometimes they're bad ideas. I mean, that's the challenge is like, how can I make this look cool and make this a piece that they're going to be happy with for the remainder of their life, you know? Yeah. But, well, they, I think a lot of people probably just think, you know, I've got this cool drawing here. I'm going to take it in and they're going to transfer that drawing to my skin. But it doesn't necessarily work that way. That it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of in intricacies involved. There's a lot in, that goes you know. to it, yeah. Well, and then, you know, and likely nowadays, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of miss the days of when tattooing was a little more of a mystery. But nowadays there's so many TV shows, different things like that. And of course, you know, if you see it on TV and you see it on the internet, right. then you're a professional. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, people come in and they, they, you know, they act like they know all about it because they watched a couple episodes of Ink Masters or whatever the hell show it is. But yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and you know, that's, that's part of it. You help them out best mm -hmm. that you can. Have you ever <laughs> done anything that you hated, like that you just didn't want to do and just had to do it for a client kind of thing? I've done pieces that I'm not uh, necessarily ecstatic about. If it's like, you know, a significant other's name or something on them that I, I kind of warn them not to. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a gray area there. It's like certain things I will do. But, I mean, if they're coming in asking for like a, a swastika or something like that and, and yeah. making, making hike on, you know, I don't, I, you know, it's just like, you know, certain things I'm just not going to do. And that's where, that's the luxury of being a tattoo artist as opposed to working somewhere where where the client is always right, I suppose. But uh, and I don't mean to sound bad with that. I mean, we still respect our clients no matter what. But, you know, just not the not the stupid ones or ignorant ones. <laughs> well, I, I don't think anybody would argue in favor of tattooing swastikas on yeah, yeah. people. But, what, but, like, what about, like, say, you know, like the common joke, like the tramp stamp, like somebody comes in and wants to, I want a, a little butterfly people, on, yeah. uh, on my, on my back. I mean, well, I mean, dude. That's what I, you know, I, I started tattooing, you know, over a decade ago. So when I got into the game, it was kind of at the tail end of the, uh, I guess you could say the Looney Tunes characters and the barbed wire mm -hmm. armbands. And it was going into tribal armbands and then it led to tramp stamps and, 
The thing about it is, I mean, it was honestly, you know, especially the lower back area, that was a, a great, it was a great opportunity for me to learn how to tattoo. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a tough area to tattoo and, mm -hmm. you know, I got to do a, a lot of them and, and tell the truth, you know, I, I, I'll high five every girl who has a tramp stamp because they kind of helped me with my career. You know? <laughs> right. But I, you know, and the thing is, is I'm never going to make fun of them either because I, I, you know, for years and years I would make fun of them as I was tattooing their lower backs. But, uh, eventually then I was, uh, my mentor, Devin Ferguson was tattooing my back and I have a full back piece. And when he hit that lower back, I about jumped out of my skin. I was like, Oh my God. And I, I kind of, I kind of felt bad for every girl I used to cut on. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, but yeah. Story of the tramp stamps. So it's a little sensitive back there. It's a, oh, just it's a, slightly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just slightly. <laughs> I have no tattoos. Sorry. Yeah, I oh. don't have any tattoos either. Do Mike's got I, one. I have one. Janet's covered. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple. I got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Continuously. Just I'm like one big one body body tattoo. Well, it's like I don't have that many. It's just they're really really large. <laughs> And it goes, you know, it is what it is. My wife, she doesn't even have one. She has none, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. is she everyone's like, it? what? You know? No, she's not against it at all. Well, apparently, obviously she's not. not she, yeah. She married my ass. But uh, um, sorry, did I cuss there? No, you can curse. Yeah. Fine. You can uh, curse as much as you want. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah Fuck kid, yeah. Jeez, I won't hold myself. <laughs> Kids aren't For fuck's listening. Sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no, she's not against them. She's uh, she just never got one when she was younger. So she says she wants them, but you know, we'll see when that day comes. That's when she decides. So, I, I, it makes no difference to me. So, my boyfriend doesn't have one, and he's like, when he went, gets his first one, he wants it to be some you know giant epic piece. Oh yeah. And I'm like, but you got to get the shitty one first, right? Isn't that the rule? <laughs> you got to have the one you regret and get covered up oh, when you finally good. get done getting all the ones you really want. <laughs> well, that's the thing with it too, is you see tattoo artists that started tattooing when I did or prior. And I mean, the tattoo artists have some of the worst tattoos on them because we all started yeah. off young and on each other, started getting crazy <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but nowadays all the, you know, the guys who are apprenticing now, I mean, you know, I, I am slightly envious of them because they, they all get good custom pieces starting from the beginning. I mean, these guys mm -hmm. they get, got all good tattoos on them, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, but uh, it is what it is. So, so. Yeah, I've seen some bad tattoos. I had a girlfriend with one. Well, you can, you can still go to a, a crappy went, shop and get a bad tattoo. No, no, no. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about like, like someone did it with a needle and some Indian ink. It's uh -huh. like oh, yeah, FTW yeah. with like an inverted cross and. It, it looked like it was drawn by a two-year-old. Yeah. It was a prison tattoo. Yeah, it was a fucking prison tattoo. Like, like that's yeah, gotta I fucking I go. I tattooed myself when I was like, I think, fourteen or fifteen years old. Yeah, about about had my ass beat by my dad. But yeah, it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> I guess that answers what I was gonna do in the future. So that yeah. discipline helped shape you, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good, you know. That will never happen again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but. I don't know. It is what it is. It's, uh, <laughs> that's the saying for me, I guess. So how do you feel about the tattoos role in society? And how do you feel that your tattoos are playing into, you know, in your art in general and its role in society, society? And well, nowadays, nowadays, the thing about with tattoos is, is it, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess if we were to foreshadow conversation from earlier, I said, I, I replied about how I do miss the days when it was a little more mm -hmm. of a mystery because, you know, you know, the old days and the old timers, you know, like, like Sailor Jerry days, everything they, I mean, they didn't have uh you know, it was kept a secret, you know, I mean, it was like, it was, 
that's what gave it that nostalgia. That's what gave it that attraction, you know, and the thing about it is then, you know, society developed. And of course, back then you had a lot of the military or, or even prior to that, you had all the carnies that were tattooed. And then, you know, along with the military, and then eventually, uh, you know, by around the 60s, 70s and, you know, 80s, the bikers kind of took over that area. And then, you know, eventually, you know, like when I started tattooing, then a lot of the people who actually had some art education started taking over. And when I started, I was really into like the, the kind of new school stuff. And uh, it's where tattoos have a very graffiti background, you know, because, uh, you know, I grew up doing graffiti and uh, a lot of my friends did. So when we started tattooing, we were like, hey, we're doing graffiti on skin. But, uh, you know, and, and there's there's some amazing new school artists these days that that pull it off great and they do wonderful jobs. I mean, you know, you, you know, you, you got, I think that guy like Jesse Smith or Frank, Frank Lenatra, but the thing about it is like, you know, it's just not really my style, you know, but when I started, I did a lot of that bubbly stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, over time you realize, and a lot of these artists realize that, you know, when you see it heal up, it's, it's, you know, you know, maybe a little too much that sometimes tattoos do need to be, do need to maintain that simplicity. Um, you know, and the thing about it is that's one of the good reasons like Sailor Jerry, the old traditional Americana stuff. When you look at that stuff, that stuff holds up. It, it stands up in time. You know, the black, everything's very bold. You know, and that's why it looks so good. That's why it's lasted so long. Same with the Japanese tattoos. I mean, you know, they use a lot of black in their backgrounds, you know, and it stands out. It looks good, and, you know. Uh, but the thing is, these days, it's like, you know, uh, uh, people are starting to understand that. It's much more open because of these shows. Honestly, to tell the truth, in my opinion on the TV shows, I, I really could care less for any of them. I don't like any of them. I, I think I think they're all overplayed. I If I have to hear, uh, what was it, Dave Navarro, you know, <laughs> refer to somebody as a human canvas, I'd love to, I'd love to punch him in the throat. But, we, uh, we would all like that. The thing about <laughs> it, though, yeah. yeah. I used to respect that guy a long yeah. time ago <laughs> back in Jane's Addiction days. But, um, but uh, the thing about it, though, is like if there's any shows – and you know and i don't mean to plug anything but i guess i am going to plug it but uh if there's any shows that tattoo wise that somebody wants to watch that is good quality uh it's an online show called uh gypsy gentleman that one's uh that one was actually literally just introduced to me a couple weeks ago and it is great it's called gypsy gentleman and find it online that's the way a proper tattoo show should be um Hmm. not all that bullshit drama (laughs) um but, you know, and that's the thing is, is, you know, I think I think that's what's cool is I think I'm in a good time period for tattoos because even though they become more public, you know, I think that people are learning to respect them. And I think especially in the United States that people are starting to notice that tattoos are, or tattoo artists are actually artists, you yeah, know, as yeah. opposed to being, you know, hooligans, Definitely. you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you think those tattoo show shows have helped bring in business then? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I might not like them. But I mean, all in out, I, I have to give respect to the fact that it's like I do a whole lot less barbed wires and, and yeah. tribal <laughs> armbands because of those shows. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody, you know, watches those shows and they think you have to have some sort of deep seated meaning to what their tattoo is. So when people are coming in, they're like, you know, I want this koi fish because my my grandmother's mother's best friend died and she really loved fish he's like no no you don't you just want to fucking koi fish because it's cool you know it's just like you know. <laughs> yeah but the thing about it though is i re- you know but you also get people who have a lot of sincerity to what they want and and i respect that but uh you know it's just i got to give credit to those shows because they really have you know made us have the ability to tattoo a lot more cooler tattoos yeah. well, i've never know? seen any of the shows but um like evan was saying last night that 
they have opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that there is custom tattooing mm -hmm. and that you can go in and get something truly original from an artist oh, and yeah. even no matter how much the shows suck you they've opened some eyes oh they definitely have <laughs> oh, opened eyes definitely. it's good it's a good thing i mean that, that's a good the quality only, but yeah it. that is yeah but i mean i mean i mean if you're doing anything i mean you know if you're I don't know what other TV shows on professions do they have like like oh crab fishing or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, I had, if I had a crab fish all you know three four months out of the year and then come home, the last thing I'm going to do is watch a show about it. Sometimes. Right, but, right. but I mean, you also want to see like you know when, when you're passionate about your work, you want to see what other people are doing. But sometimes reality TV isn't the best way to actually portray what really happens with it. So I don't know. Did you have a hard time? moving into the art world from the tattoo world oh yeah uh actually you know what um i mean that's i guess that's i guess you could say that's probably you know, my biggest sore spot is the fact that when i started doing the art and painting of course it it's very illustrative and of course it's you know very you know can draw or whatever when i when i'd have uh, art shows that collaborated other artists and everything you get these kind of you know fine artists that would walk by and yeah, I remember one guy at the uh, show downtown I had, he walked past me and he's like, um, yeah, you're a real good drawer. Like, drawer? <laughs> <"Draw?" laughs> Did you, you punch him? Yeah, yeah punch him? exactly. Yeah. I don't know. You know and, uh, no, I just laugh because, you know, all in out, I mean, all in out, there's so many artists out there that, that, that describe themselves as an abstract artist. And to me, I mean, you know, and, and everybody's opinion is different, but in my opinion, it's like, you know, and I seen this guy's work. I remember I had to go look at it and see it. And, and, and personally, I think it's shit. But uh, <laughs> the thing about it, though, is it's like it's like I understand where he's coming from. And he feels like there's a message in his art. But I mean, he there's nothing much to it. And the thing about it is I, apparently he's a guy who has wanted to be an artist. He has a little bit of concept of uh, design. But the thing about it is he can't draw. He has no imagination on it. And I just felt kind of like, well, you know, I, I'm, and man, fine artists are amazing, but there, there is a group of people that kind of, I don't know, are in particular about that stuff. And, and they look at what I do is not actual fine art. And, uh, and they, and they say it, but to me, it's like, you got to master everything before you can be an abstract, you know? I mean, like mm -hmm. Picasso could do, uh, Picasso could do portraits, realistic portraits, you know, before and and then he does cubism you know i mean the thing mm -hmm. is is you got to feel like you can kind of get everything you know and you know i don't know it's just you know that's my biggest goal was just trying to bridge that gap between tattoo world and fine arts you know i just want to bring you know have people realize like hey you know we're also artists and we can paint you mm -hmm. know and everybody's got their own kind of style and I don't know. I hope I wasn't dogging on you know the fine art community no, too much because that's not what no, I'm trying no, to do. No. <laughs> I respect so many fine artists. You know, it's just you know you know sometimes certain people will rub me the wrong way, and it is. Yeah, it, it does have a tendency to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, and some of them do get an inflated ego. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Narcissism at work. <laughs> hey, good for them. Well, they got they got something to be proud of. But I, as far as I'm looking at it, you know, if I'm not working as hard as I I've always worked from day one. Then, what's the point? You know, mm -hmm. once you think you're the, once you think you're satisfied with something, that's you're not any good. <laughs> once you're happy with it, yeah, precisely. That's right. me. Yeah. I'm always happy. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's alright to be happy with your art, but you know, once you're at a point where you're like, yeah, I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. It's like, oh. <laughs> I've always got. I always have something I have to work on. You know. 
I think we all yeah. struggle with confidence issues here, but when you're doing tattoos, you kind of have to be confident in what you're doing, right? At least when you're, oh, yeah. you have to own yeah. it, oh, yeah. if nothing else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you own it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I, I am lucky, you know, and that's a lot of people always say they're just like, yeah, hey, you're so talented, you're so talented. But the thing about it is like, if they saw how much work I put into it and how hard I work, they probably wouldn't think I was so talented. <laughs> Yeah. But Practice makes perfect kind exactly. of thing. You got yeah. it. You got it. You only yeah. see the end product. You don't yeah, you see saw the all 50 the, drafts the, before. Yeah. <laughs> Me pulling my hair out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, can you kind of take us through like your process for drawing? Like when you sit down to do a drawing, do you do you sketch out an idea beforehand before you start on the final piece? Do you I mean, how do you come to what you're doing? Well, I I generally and I do it different than a lot of tattoo artists. A lot of tattoo artists, they tend to sketch it out and then they, you know, put the tracing paper over and then hard line. But I, I actually, I don't know why. I, I just, I literally just take the paper and then sketch and then just build it, build it from there. And, mm -hmm. and you know, so hence I've got a lot of pieces of paper that I have to throw away. Good paper. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, you know, I just build it from there. And then uh, it's a little different with some of the larger paintings I do. I have a different concept. You know, I'll draw it out first and then, you know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, my last art show, I had a live painting, like, of me doing a, uh, like, a 22-foot, like, scroll painting of two dragons. And, uh, it was Jack. amazing, by the way. Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. so that much. was I really truly appreciate amazing. It. Yeah, we had it, like, overlap playing at the, <sighs> the show. And, and it was, I didn't think it was going to have such a good response. So many people were just, like, they would just watch it. Yeah, like, I was mesmerized. Two, times, mesmerized. Know? It was but great. It was pretty fun. Yeah, and the whole process. And I did a time lapse of it. And, and, and you know, towards the end, I unroll it off this side of, like, a deck or a building. And uh, you get to see the whole finished How big is that thing, by the way? Yeah, it's about, about 22 feet by... I think five feet wide, but, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I drew that one. And then from that, I usually, what I'll do is I'll try to grid it and grid the actual painting and then I'll grid it on the canvas and try to draw it like that. But sometimes I'll cheat. I just, I just found the new fancy thing, an overhead projector. Oh, that was oh, yeah, yes. you know? And I, uh, somebody yes. told me and they're like, you should try it. I was like, this painting's way too big, but, uh, Oh, thank God for that. But, um, <laughs> So, you know, I guess, you know, if they think I'm cheating with that, that's their It's problem. a time-saving device. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. I, like, I've got another one of those uh, time-lapse videos I'm doing right now of another huge painting, and, and uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i probably put it out the next art show I have or something. But, you yeah, should, because that was, that was great. Yeah, it was kind of funny. A little party in the middle. And all <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, like, what the heck is going on? There was one point where one of my friends was laying on the ground and girls were dancing about. I'm like, wow. But, you know, it's fun. Play around. Have a good time, you know. Do those videos ever end up online or somewhere people can check them out? Yeah, that one's actually online. And, uh, you know, thank you for asking. I actually, this morning I was updating my website. And uh, I actually have a spot on my website that says videos now. And you can actually... Yeah, it will link you right to the YouTube of that video. We'll so. give a little plug for you. Yeah, website. go out and watch that. Oh, because yeah. it's awesome. D, what is it? Deconicart.com. Deconicart.com. <laughs> go watch that video. It's <laughs> <That was> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's fun. That's it. As long as you're having fun, <laughs> can't take it too serious. Not at all. <laughs> Do you feel that working in a shop with other artists, do you guys play off of each other oh, yeah. much? I mean, and does it, do you feel it has influenced your 
oh, tattooing. Yeah. I mean, like oh, their yeah. styles or just pushing you harder in your own style. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a friendly competition between all of us. I mean, you know, naturally, you know, we all have our own styles and we have all, all have our own ways that we do things. But uh, I mean, that's the great thing is like. I work at Liquid Courage Tattoos, and 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 I and then I also work at a lot of other shops, you know, uh, around the country and out of the country, and and the thing about it is that Liquid Courage, I mean, you, you can't have a better buildup of artists. I mean, we got ten artists there that are just amazing, and you know, it's 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 rare to see that, but uh, you know, between my bosses, between Devin and his style and Jana and all her Celtic custom Celtic she does. Uh, you know, my uh, Chad that works there, he's amazing with Polynesian and, you know, you know, Tobias, uh, Andrew with the traditional, you know, and my best buddies, uh, Jeremy Cruz uh, is amazing. That dude is just untouchable and he doesn't even know it. Jay with his traditional, I mean, I just, you know, Dennis, we got, we got just like a buildup of amazing mm-hmm. artists there. Jason Brown is one of the guys I looked up to. Um, I don't know. I, 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 with that group of people, it's amazing. And and I did move away for a little bit over to Florida, and I worked at a good shop called True Love, and the artists there were pretty good. But, man, it's amazing to see, like, you know, the, the collaboration of all the artists at Liquid Courage is, mm-hmm. is you know, it's it's amazing. I love it. So Does, does everybody work at the same time there, or do they uh... – does it does it kind of alternate throughout? Well, actually, we kind of alternate because we do have another shop called Sailor's Grave Tattoos, and that's over on 62nd and Maple Street, um, right in, in the old Benson area. And that one, uh, that one's our walk-in shop, our street shop. You just come in, you know, first come, first serve. So we each do like you know periodical stints mm-hmm. out there. But <clears throat> excuse me, but it is good. So it's fun. I love all those artists. They're amazing. They're mm-hmm. great. They're great. They're all prolific painters. Um, I also work over at Iron Brush Tattoos out in Lincoln, and uh, those guys are amazing. Tyson, Kevin, all those guys, uh, they're just amazing artists, uh, respectable tattoo artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we're really lucky. In the Midwest, we got a lot of good, a lot of good uh, uh, tattoo parlors, good artists, you know. But aside from that, I, I work out in Florida once in a while. I, I go and work out at uh, Studio 13 in Cocoa Beach and over at True Love in Margate, Florida. And then over in, was it, uh, Arctic Tattoo out in Tromsø, Norway. So Norway. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, my first tattoo convention <laughs> I ever did was in Norway, actually. So I'm a, I'm a very lucky person. So How's Norway? Uh, cold. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it's, uh, Norway is beautiful. It's, it's, uh, it's untouchable. It's, it's, uh, I don't know, the, the fjords, the, the mountains, the, uh, um, everything's beautiful out there and i bet brandon would love to go there yeah i want to go <laughs> oh man i've been out there twice i was out there in 04 and 06 and uh, i worked with uh, uh my friend phil and Susanna, and they have a shop called arctic tattoo and then they would have arctic tattoo convention up there and and just amazing artists from mm-hmm. all over the world you get to meet all these people it's great right it's, on. it's really cool do you do any of the conventions like do you do conventions here? here yeah oh yeah i did uh Best of the Midwest last year. I'm going to be doing Best of the Midwest this year in February. Um, I'll be there. And then I think uh, <laughs> I'm doing Tattoo Palooza or something like that in Miami mm-hmm. in January. And then I have something else, but I can't remember on the West Coast too. So. And do you have a booth there? Is that yeah. How you, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a. There'll be Liquid Courage booths okay. at both. So. Do you sell your art at the tattoo? Actually, at the conventions, I definitely sell. I sell my art. I might bring one or two original pieces. Uh, it's give or take uh, on how far the actual convention is and what I can actually carry. Um, 
but uh, I definitely bring my prints out there. And to tell you the truth, I mean, you know, one of my main clientele is a, a other tattoo artists. So, you know, I bring stuff out there and that's where it's, it's pretty nice. And, and you know, it's, you know, it's nice to have tattoo artists from all around the world picking up your stuff, you know? Yeah, that's got to feel yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. It, it feels so good. I had somebody tell me, they're like, yeah, I was at a, a shop out in California, and they had a, a couple of your prints hanging up in the shop, and I'm just like, oh, Sweet. man, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what would you rather do, tattoo or paint? Or would, oh, do, if you have to pick, I just, you can't pick. This is not going to happen. I mean, I honestly, I don't think I could do one without the other. Okay. It's just, it's, I guess if somebody gave me the option, yeah, I'd just be like, it's either both or none. You know, I mean. They both yeah. play off each other yeah, quite a I bit. I think so. With, with me personally, I think that's how it is. It's just who I am, I suppose. How I'm wired. Do you have any non-tattoo inspiration then? I mean, where do you find inspiration oh gosh yeah i have a lot of oh, uh, yes. a lot of my inspiration is actually i think you know it's about half and half with the tattooing and the painting i mean of course i think generally speaking and and obviously it, it's blatant that i do kind of you know bite off of alphonse muka a lot i mean yeah alphonse muka is amazing and uh if anybody wants to see his stuff they have original pieces of his right now and <clears throat> excuse me cedar rapids at the at the was it the Slavic Museum? Hmm. But, uh, um, you know, uh, Alphonse Mucha, but then from there, you know, other painters, there's a ton, you know. I just, uh, uh, I respect a lot. Oh, Da Vinci is definitely one of my main ones I respect. So sketching purposes especially. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then, you know, it just goes on from there. As far as tattooing, I mean, it goes without saying, you know, every tattoo artist has to reply, you know, you know, Sailor Jerry. I mean, between Sailor Jerry and Ed Hardy, I mean, that's, you know, who pretty much helped introduce Japanese tattooing to the States, you know? And the thing about it is, I mean, so naturally you're going to respect them because they're the ones that they were kind of the ones that brought it here. But I mean, of course, then tattooing, it goes on and on. Cause if you want to get into like other ones, I've got like, you know, Horiyoshi three, of course, is one of my favorites, you know, in Japanese tattooer. I mean, you know, he is probably the best tattooer in the world right now. Uh, but uh, aside from that, you know, I've got other guys that I like that are more recent, you know, like, uh, you know, Lars Wu or, or Chris Khan Asku, who Chris Khan Asku is more of a, he's actually more of a painter than he is a tattooer. You know, I, I love all his stuff, you know, you know, of course I, you know, was brought up in graffiti too. So I love a lot of graffiti artists, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, you know, you know, I used to love all Faffy's girls. I think, I think Faffy's girls, uh, she's out of Paris. I think she's kind of what got me into doing some of my big white eyed or big faced girls and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, graffiti artists, you know, of course all the obey stuff. I really, I really like the pattern work, you know, but I, I don't know. It's all over the map. I don't know. I collect artists, you know, like, like you do. You <laughs> yes, know, I collect, I, do. <laughs> I collect artists like it's baseball cards. It's like, it's like all my influence and everything yeah. like that. I, I could just go on and on. So. Yeah, if I had an infinite amount of cash, I'd have like my own museum. Oh you know, yeah, just fill it up. It'd be you, sweet. You do know that Jocelyn was just having a print show. They had a whole some guy's collection of prints. Oh yeah, have you been down there? No. no. What kind of prints? I mean, just prints like this. Only, I mean, they're not all chicks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. He's, he's got a theme going on here. Yeah. Theme. Yeah. I can't do think break. it's cohesive. For the life of me, right now, I can't remember the the guy's name whose collection it is, but it's just his his giant collection of prints. Maybe that he's amassed. I do think it's Gosh. funny with all these women, uh, all these paintings of women that you have around <laughs> your house, and out of all the prints you bought of mine, you bought one of the clown. 
<laughs> I've got it so was, many women. It was a he, doesn't like, he doesn't like my girls. It yeah. was a toss-up between the clown and the, the, the one that's on the T-shirt. Oh, oh I should have brought you that one. That's amazing. I so wanted hey, to buy it, so but I couldn't. I couldn't afford both. <laughs> I'll and, take care of you. And the clown and the clown <laughs> was just so you know unique and. Clown's my favorite. Yeah. That one's one of my favorites. Yeah, it, that one. Yeah. So awesome. The original of that went off to New Orleans actually with my friend Isaac, and you know I'm, I'm happy that he got it. It was a going away gift. So that might be the only painting in my collection. It's not of a girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe well, that's some abstracty stuff, but yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. Man. Kudos Thank to you, you man. So much. Much <laughs> respect. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I'm still kicking myself for not going to that show. You didn't even know yeah. about it until I told you after, right? No, or, you invited me. Oh, did I? Yeah, I you were like, remember. oh, this Dave Koenig guy, he's got this show. And Therese is all excited about it. Yeah. Let's go. And You're like, no. And I'm Stay home. Like, no. Well, I think, uh, I think coming watch up leverage. in April or March, I'm going to have a show <laughs> in Lincoln. Uh, with the guys from Iron Brush, they're putting on a show out in Lincoln, and uh, you know, I'll probably have some new pieces in that. Um, aside from that, uh, as far as art shows, I don't have too much going on. Oh, I might in the springtime, I'm going to be doing an art walk thing uh, or a first Friday or something like that over at Curbside. Um, <coughs> excuse me, curbsideclothing.com or Curbside Clothing. There, uh, that that place has all my new like like they have a bunch of new t-shirts my designs that we're working on and everything like that so. every friday we try to get down there and they close too early and we, we always yeah that's my out. biggest problem man it's I'd like eight o'clock and they're done i i want to go to so many more art shows <laughs> and everything like that and uh i think that i think the fellows over at the new black where i had the last art show when they saw me come in to one of them they're like hey it's nice to see you come to another art show besides your own you know like, <laughs> <laughs> i told them i was like it's not my fault man i was like, like busy. well most yeah. most art shows you know most art shows go from what you know five to maybe like nine o'clock yeah and right when i'm not late. when i'm getting done tattooing at nine o'clock it's like <laughs> I, I get done yeah. and i can't go to any of them i'm like okay you know but uh, I don't know. Was it, it hard to get a show at the New Black, or just go in there and say, "Hey, let's do a show"? You know what? I uh, those those fellows, uh, uh, Shane and Sean. I met them probably about I don't know seven years ago or something. I think it was when they first moved to Omaha. And actually, uh, uh, Sean bought a piece of mine. I had a I had a small art show at like the Forty Nine er Lounge, you know, with some other guys, and he bought a piece of mine. And 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 uh, you know, they were. They were a little, you know, a little intoxicated, but he was really cool about <laughs> things. And, uh, we talked, and then uh, from there, then I would see him occasionally out and about, and we'd talk every once in a while. And then uh, we talked about it, and uh, I think I, when they got the new black, they mentioned about having having me in a show. And then one time we ran into each other again. I talked to Shane, and I was like, well, you know, let's get this set up. And we got one set up, and that was uh, about a year and a half ago we did it. And, uh, you know, they it turned out it was a great response. A lot of people showed up. It was so good that we decided to have a closing party, and then and then because of that, a year a year later, I did the second top coat and tail show, and uh, went from there. So you know, I'm gonna do another one, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's all fun. I had, I'd want about you know but, having you juggle your time without having minions doing so much. Yeah, I tell you what, man. <laughs> Do you have minions? No, I want no, minions. No, you know, you know what? I get. I, I, you know, I mean, if you refer to my wife and my friend Alex as minions, no, 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 no. or my sister, you know. Um, actually, you know, I don't. I don't know. Like the other day, I did put a post. I was like, hey, you know, I'm interested in getting a personal assistant in some sense. But I, the thing about it is, I, I don't not that successful of an artist yet to be able to pay somebody like that. <laughs> yeah. so, all in time. You know? When you're I mean, doing both of them, though, I mean, it's just, 
I mean, for me, even just like trying to have trying to curate shows and trying to do my photography and occasionally doing commission work, it was just trying to juggle. And then you go home to family and they want to do stuff. And then you've got your social life and yeah. you want to do stuff and just trying to figure out how to juggle it all without completely sucking at, at least four of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You go out of your mind. <laughs> you just yeah, going to be right. like me and have no life. Oh, and that's, have more time for stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like... I don't I think I just add up and add up and add up. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, between... Uh, between painting between commission art between tattooing between you know that show now i only do once a year otherwise mm -hmm. i can't do any more than that but then you know i don't and then i got other things i, I do a bunch of other things too on the side that aren't art related that, mm -hmm. you know so it's just like yeah i'm pretty i get pretty overwhelmed but uh like if you ask any guy at my work they all know that i'm kind of a workaholic yeah. non-stop but you know no no rest for the wicked you know idle hands <laughs> yeah. yes I, I just have a problem where it's, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm completely neglecting some things to completely obsess about something else. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm working mm -hmm. on a painting, so I'm going to obsess on that and neglect everything else. And then I realize, okay, I've been neglecting everything else. I got to get back over to that. And I just think this that's, constant circle of neglect and obsession. Just, <laughs> yeah. well, that's yes. a, a lot of the time I'm working on two, three paintings at mm -hmm. the same time. I mean, like, uh, uh even in that video that you see me like paint, you'll see me working on the other painting against the wall at the same time. Because as one thing's drying or as I'm mm -hmm. waiting for one thing, I, I go and work on the other. You know, I just, you know, it, it becomes efficient. You know, yeah. I, you know, I just keep busy. That's how I think, I guess. <laughs> it just rolls kind of fast. <laughs> I don't know. It either rolls fast or not at all. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Duh. It crumbs to a halt. 100 but, miles yeah. an hour or zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's it that's it so i i don't know yeah you know, i always say you know it's like i'm i'm i you know well i guess i'm not really young if i said that <laughs> I, if i said that uh, so many people would call me out but the thing about it though is uh you know i'll work hard now so i can relax a little bit later yeah you know, it's like, it is what it is it is what it is later never comes for relaxing though i think <laughs> no uh -uh. It just keeps going the thing about it though is once you actually get that that moment of relax it's like I don't know how to do that. <laughs> You're like, okay, what's next? I'm, like, I'm out of my goddamn mind right now. I got to get back to something, you know. You know, it, you know. I was trying to paint the other day, and I'm like doing this giant painting where it's all half-inch squares, like thousands of them. Oh, oh, square by square and the whole time i'm painting this i'm like obsessing over painting it but in the back of my mind i'm like i should be doing this i should be doing this i should be doing this and i'm just like <laughs> trying to figure out how right. i can somehow work on the tables i'm trying to build work on the lamps i'm trying to build get my photography website going and then i'm painting and i'm just like how do i somehow and i'm like i'm trying to exercise and i'm like i should be over there painting and <laughs> that's I'm it though, though like yeah. seriously the technical mm -hmm. world is what is what's hard i mean mm -hmm. it's as giving as that technical world is, that's what's so hard. I mean, just like you're saying, you're like, I got to work on my website. I got to do this. I mean, you know, my, my goal one of these days is just to be able to do my art and let somebody else be able yeah. to handle that stuff. But uh, the thing about it is like, you know, I realize I'm like, I got I to, gotta, you know, take the bull by the horns and do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this morning. I mean, I'm sure between, you know, when I got up this morning to the time I got done working on my website, it's like, I, you know. I mean, I'm sure somebody who was more inclined with that stuff could have probably done it in about half an hour, but yeah. it took me that whole time. <laughs> exactly. you know? But, uh, you know, but that's the thing is I got to figure it out. And it's the same way with art. You know, a lot of the times I, I approach something knowing what I want and I just have to figure it out as I go, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it, it's like that with anything, you know, but yeah, I just, you go out of your mind with all the technical stuff and the websites and then trying to juggle it and, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how often do you, like, I, I will have this idea in my brain i'm like i really want to do this thing but 
like I want to wrap these wires around poles and balls and I have this thing and I've never wrapped a wire in my entire existence <laughs> but so I'm like but this is what I need to make with this this is what this needs to be I have the vision in my head but I have no idea how to do it so I have to learn how to do these things how often do you do you get these ideas I, do, you, do you project out into I call them other things? Uh, I call them uh, uh, long-term ambitions you know the thing about it is what i've learned is uh, like okay i guess that's funny that you say that because right now i'm i'm i've got like i've got an inkling of or like a, a ambition to do something three-dimensional and the thing about it is i i i am like obsessed right now with watching chainsaw carving and i <laughs> I fucking want to, I, I want to awesome? carve some shit. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it though is like, you know, and I was like, you know, automatically I'm looking at things, I'm looking at kits and I'm looking at like, you know, what kind of woods I get doing it. And luckily that's one of the, the uh, good things about having technology these days is you can look it up at, right. you know, but uh, the thing about it though is, that, you know, I've also realized, and I also have to respect the fact that, you know, chainsaw, you know, carving is, a, that's a, you know, that's a whole art in itself. Yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, I rather than jumping and trying to just get machines and try it, I've got to give it. The, I got to give the art the respect it needs, and mm -hmm. so I have to look up and see what it entails. And then if it's something that you know I could even approach doing on a on a part time basis, and respect the art, and if it's something I can go and take lessons and do, you know. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is you know, I mean, my full time art is you know painting and tattooing. So I mean, I can't. You know, it, worse comes to worse, I don't get to do it, and I just that means I just have to buy cool chainsaw yeah, pieces right, yeah. you know i mean that's the thing is it's like you know it's like i just feel like sometimes it, it depends you know it's like if i don't have the experience and i gotta realize like like with chainsaw it's different than like rapping doing like you know something like that it's like you can figure yeah, that out yeah. you know that's like learning how to you know like okay i, I just can learn how to do solder. this one paint yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with, with having a new one it's like with chainsaw i'm like well i can't you know i, I have to respect it i mean that's like that's like all these jokers that go out and buy themselves a tattoo machine without a proper apprentice apprenticeship. And yeah. then, then they start tattooing all their dumb shit friends. And then the thing about it is it makes more work for me because then I got to figure out how to clean it all up. I mean, don't get right. me wrong. I'm getting paid for that. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's like, you know, if you want to learn how to tattoo, do it the right way. Go get an apprenticeship and be proper. Mm -hmm. You know, don't yeah. go buying a machine off of internet, off the internet and doing it that way. It's just stupid. It's just stupid because now you're going to backtrack and you're going to have to learn, unlearn all the stupid shit you just taught yourself so you can learn the proper way yeah you know I, 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 you can tell i don't like that <laughs> that's how i got my first tattoo <laughs> Did you i shouldn't say that because yeah. i tattooed yeah. myself when i was young but that's that's because i no, no. was dumb back then. i didn't give it to myself but i was at a party and the guy had just recently gotten a tattoo I let a hell's angel do my first well, that, tattoo. So. Does that explain the AIDS? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, every time I drag this IV stand around with me, I think of that guy, and I'll tell you about it off the air. No, <laughs> it's a pretty good tattoo. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, man, it's good. It's good. It just depends, you know. I just, you know, I, I spent so much time and hard work on doing an apprenticeship and doing things the right way, and. You know, now you got people who, you know, just pick up a machine and they start going to town and it's just, that's just not, that's not proper etiquette as oh, far I as see, I'm concerned. Yeah, so. I see too many people that are, you know, hey, come to my, you know, thing and get tattooed and, you know, it's their house or whatever. And I'm just like, there are too many reputable shops in well, Omaha. Especially, yeah. especially in the state of Nebraska. Technically, it's you have to be, yeah, oh, it's yeah. illegal to do that. You know, the other, the other thing that sometimes we have controversy on and there's a lot of like, 
you know, like I'm not naming names or saying anything, but like tattoo schools now that are opening mm. up. And I, I personally, I, I don't know, you know, and it, it's, it's controversial amongst different artists. I personally don't really agree with it. I like the apprenticeship program because a lot of times I feel like tattoo schools generally will take advantage of the students, but uh, it just depends on the school, right? mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, you know, it's just, you know, to me, it's like a lot of these kids, especially nowadays with seeing it on TV, these, these kids look at tattoo artists, they're like, it's, it, they think it's the easy way to become like, you know, rock star or something. And the thing about it is we're, we're actually artists that work hard. We're and not a lot of you are starving. Stars. It doesn't, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It does not look think, easy to me. It yeah. Well, that's hard. the thing as well. These kids do this and then they jump into it thinking, you know, but it, it's like, you know, you got to work hard. You got to, you got to bust your hump and, you know, and, and the only thing I have to say to a lot of these kids that, that, that don't, that don't know the direction, man, you know, seriously, you know, don't take the short route. Just take the long route. Work work it the right way, because you know what the short route's gonna you're gonna end up you end up, you're gonna end up screwing yourself, or you're gonna end up having to work a lot harder than you need to. But you know, it's just uh, I don't know what to say to people. You know, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it you went through the apprenticeship route though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I uh, when I started uh, originally, I went to a shop and I had a couple artists that I respected, and I remember. Uh, you know, the shop was all right. Uh, that then it kind of faded for a while, and then I, uh, you know, I kept in contact with uh, uh, my mentor, and he he eventually opened up his own shop and everything like that. There was only a couple guys in Omaha that I really wanted to apprentice under, and he was one of them. And you know, I remember one day he asked me if I would do, and because I was a painter, so he asked me to do graffiti uh, on all the doors in his new shop, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, and. I think that was kind of my end. I, I told him, you know, it's like, you know, I'd love to tattoo. I'd love to learn the craft, you know. And I remember telling him, and I think what sold me was I just told him, I was like, man, I look at it like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a martial arts. You got you got the master, you got the student. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, whatever you're doing has to be respected, you know. It's just old style. That's that's mm-hmm. it. So, What is the term for being the apprentice master? Are you the... Sensei. Sensei? Uh, I guess a sensei, a sensei, a sensei or a, what would it be? A sensei or a sifu would be the master. Yeah, okay. I guess. So I guess you'd say a minion. Do you take on minions? Or have you taken on I remember back, no, I don't, I don't. No, I, I, I probably won't. I, I won't unless it's somebody, somebody really close to me and that's going to be a gifted long and time. Really yeah, it's going to be a long time before I, I, I would attempt anything like that. But, uh, and honestly, to tell the truth, it'd be, it'd be somewhere where I'd be at my own shop mm-hmm. or something. And I would never do it at a shop that I work at with other, you know, other bosses or right. whatever. But yeah, <laughs> Jeez, I, you know, that's a, that's the biggest thing that I do. It'd definitely be as a do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. First year, you're cleaning my needles. <laughs> year two. Yeah, my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I can't ever be mean. I, uh, I, had, I, had, I had good mentors, and, you know, I, I had a good shop to work for. I, I had it really well, so. Do, uh, <laughs> do you ever, do, do people ever bring in ideas for tattoos that somehow inspire you to create a painting? Oh, yeah. And actually, then you d- d- change it enough? <laughs> well, you know, and, and surprisingly, like, uh, back in the day, I, I was a little hesitant on doing it just because, you know, I know a lot of people, it's like, you don't want, you, you know, your tattoo put on paper and other people to, you know, go get it tattooed or whatever. But, uh, 
thing about it is I, I've learned that I've done a couple, uh, you know, I've done a bunch of pieces like tattoo wise for people around us. Ask them, Hey, you know, I really like this piece. Do you think I could actually, you know, paint it? And honestly, you know, I'm lucky because a lot of those people, they, they take it as a compliment and mm-hmm. they would love it, you know, and usually, usually when they do that, I usually, I, I, you know, make sure they get the first print of something or I take care of them somehow. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, I'm pretty lucky. I, you know, and, and I think that goes with the fact that I've been tattooing for a while. So I have a pretty good clientele mm-hmm. out here in Omaha. So, but very lucky. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Deservingly so. Absolutely. Okay, next question <laughs> is you have you've worked all over we'll, we'll just say the world, mm-hmm. but you've worked in many places and you've traveled a lot. Um is there anything that you have discovered in other cities that you really wish Omaha had? Oh, wow. Um I've discovered a lot of things in other cities yeah, that yeah. I'm glad <laughs> Omaha doesn't have. Yes. So, which is, you know, I mean that's a you <laughs> You can't take uh, you can't take Omaha for granted. I'll tell you that. Uh, back in the day, I used to be very anti Omaha. Actually, the more I I work in bigger towns or, or or lived in bigger towns, the more people cut on Nebraska and Omaha and everything like that. The more defensive I get about it because it's just like, man, you don't even know. But uh, but uh, you know, the things that I do like in other places that I've seen is, I mean, especially in Europe, and and it, it sounds pretty cool that I'm like. Hey, traveled overseas but honestly i've only worked in norway a couple times Mm -hmm. so you know i can't go and brag and make it sound like i've been everywhere but uh out there i mean the one thing i've noticed about this you know tattooing is more of an art people respect it more as an art you know therefore they pay for it like an art too Mm -hmm. which is nice but uh the thing about it is in, in in america and then uh in the midwest it's definitely you know you know over the last i'd say like you know five to years to a decade like people are starting to respect it as an actual art and it's 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 very nice but yeah i uh you know other towns there's all sorts of differences you know it's like mm-hmm. you know florida's great you got kind of the surf shop style things and then you know of course the midwest shops you know and you know you know everywhere's fun and denver's great i love it out there you know you get different types of shops different cultures it's great it's just it's so worldly but it's kind of cool because it's also a very small world in itself too we Mm -hmm. all know each other in some way so yeah yeah is there anything missing from the art community here that you see other places that you wish was here though you know what Uh, honestly honestly to tell the truth and i'm actually pretty astonished by you know in the last year how much Omaha really does have to offer art community wise. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I mean, you know, I'm pretty new to it. So it's like, I'm, I'm learning more about it. And I mean, even like you guys, like, like, this is pretty cool that you guys give back to the community this way. You guys are all artists yourselves and you're giving back. And I mean, just like we were talking prior, it's like, you know, I mean, to be true to your craft, you got to figure out a way to give something back to your craft because when you're, when you're dead and gone, you, you have to have something left behind. You know, I mean, truly, uh, as artists, that's all we want is mm-hmm. we we want our own, even if it's just a small piece of the pie of some sort of legacy. It's like, hey, there you go. That that was me. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah. at least I feel that way. I don't know about <laughs> yeah. you guys, but yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> well, I, I spent two years of my life trying to give an, a venue for people who didn't have a venue for artists who See, that's brand awesome. new and whatever. Here's a chance to interact with other artists, hang your art, even if it's the first thing you've ever done in your entire existence, come participate, you know, bring your stuff, learn from others, and just really get a feel for what a community can be like. 
in the art That's world exactly. as opposed to so intimidating and and oppressive that <laughs> <laughs> try. I mean, yeah. the thing that's cool about art is like, you know, I mean, unlike tattooing, the thing that's cool about art is, that, I mean, all in out, I mean, we, you don't really have any competition. I mean, what's the point of competing with somebody? Everyone's different with art. You do your mm -hmm. own thing, you know. So as far as you know, you know, I think it's good to be inspired by people, you know. And I mean, and in all in all retrospect, we all kind of bite off of one another. I mean, that's how we all grow mm -hmm. is through using each other as inspirations. I've got inspirations just looking at your art collection here. I mean, you know, that's just who we are. I mean, you know, there's that that's art. So why not just support each other? We don't have to compete with each other because, right. you know, what's the fucking point? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate compliment for someone to just say they like derived inspiration from something that you did. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, that's just great. I mean, to know that you did something that influenced someone else to do something to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all I want to do is just, you know, share my creativity with the world and hopefully they, and then you see how they you know, translate yeah, it. Too, it you, know. you know, like sometimes when they bite or whatever, I mean, sometimes when it's a blatant, like plagiarism you know, plagiarism <laughs> of your work, you're just kind of like, right. well, you oh, could change that and, up and, a little and, more. Yeah, and for some, oh yeah. You look at it. It's almost like it's cheesy. It's yeah. like, Oh, that's something I would have done, you know, in high school with this, you know, or, but the thing about it though, is like, but when they use in when it's influenced by it, it's really cool. It makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like, like the other day, I went into uh, Tobias's room. He tattoos with me at Liquid Courage, and uh, he he was working on a piece. And I was like, "Hey, I really like how you did this," you know, which I thought was brand new. And I was like, "I like how you put these swirls in here." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I kind of bit that from you. I got inspired from you on that." <laughs> and I was just like, what? "Oh man," you know, I'm like, kind of want to pat myself on the back, you know, especially you know, especially an artist at his caliber. I mean, the guy's an amazing artist, and it's like really you're, you're you're copying of me on that that makes me i'm flattered you know? exactly I'm slightly turning red from another man. Yeah, it's, it's awesome i, I appreciate it <laughs> but. and then the fact that he's he's done it in a way that's just different enough that you don't recognize oh it yeah he yeah. translated I mean, just, it yeah. so well yeah. it just yeah but oh yeah he translated it so well yeah that, and i guess that goes back that foreshadows mm -hmm. what we were talking about about the different tattoo artists all feeding from mm -hmm. one another i mean when you see, I mean, that's like graffiti crews. You got a graffiti crew and all of them kind of have a similar style because they feed from each other. And it's the same with, you know, sometimes it's the same with tattoo parlors. You mm -hmm. can tell Liquid Courage has their groups of artists. You can tell like, you know, some of the other shops, Black Squirrel, whatever, they all kind of feed off of each other's art. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I think mm -hmm. it's awesome. I, it looks like it's like a bunch of different graffiti posses, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like it puts it on a whole nother level. I and mean, it's just it's awesome to see how everybody, you know, corresponds with one another. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, so. That chair yeah. really does get comfortable for you. Oh, over there. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This chair is awesome. Sprawled out, centerfold yes. position, my friend. Yes. I love it. I'm very I'm happy to have you guys distracted while I hoisted out of his house. <laughs> I'm just happy someone's using the furniture because it just sits here. So, this is oh, You make yourself sound so lonely when you do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> have more parties or something. <laughs> More gatherings. So tell us where everyone can find you at. Well, everybody, uh, as far as tattooing, you can definitely find me over at Liquid Courage Custom Tattoos. Um, it's in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, otherwise that you can find me over at Sailor's Grave Tattoos, which is our uh, pretty much our other shop that's a walk-in shop. That's also in Omaha, Nebraska. Occasionally I work over at uh, Studio 13 Tattoos out in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Um, but uh, aside from that, if you're ever looking for any apparel or anything like that, I sell apparel over at 
curbsideclothing.com uh, and I will currently be having my own clothing line that I'm working on coming out called Top Coat and Tail. Um, along with that, you can also look up Top Coat and Tail and that will display all the art shows and everything I have. But, uh, you know, if you pretty much in a nutshell, you can find it all contacts on my website, which is dkonigart.com. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for coming you. out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you guys all rock. Thank I appreciate so it. Seriously. So. And that wraps up our, our episode of Project Artcast. My name is Janet Mills. I'm Michael Sugas. I'm Michael Peisch. And I'm Brandon Engel. And David Koenig. Thank you. Thank you. And this is where I end it with where you come from is gone. Where you thought you were going to weren't never there. And where you are ain't no good unless you can get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>